Hello, welcome to Throwing Light. My name is Brandy Walker, and this is episode 71, an interview with Prince Oliver. Okay, my friends, I am delighted. (laughs) I am so psyched to share this episode with you. And I'm really proud. So I didn't heavily edit. I don't heavily edit my interviews. Um, But listening back, I was so struck. I was so struck by... Well, let me back up. So (laughs) Prince Oliver is my son. Um, He is 18 years old. He just graduated from high school. And, you know, I've had the privilege and the pleasure of raising him (laughs) uh, his whole life. And listening to this episode, I was just like damn, like, he's grown, like, he's, he's his own person. And, and I'm really proud of who that is. I'm going to get emotional. But (laughs) in this episode, you know, I'm a person who tries to care about other people, no matter what they, no matter, like, who they are, even those, like, those kinds of definitions can, sound wanting. And what I found in listening back to this episode is I I was kind of hit up against my own biases. Biases, is that a word? (laughs) And so I just want to, I just want to be real with you. You know, this has been a learning process for me and, um, and it still is. And so I'm learning. <laughs> um, and and I don't want to do what I've heard call performative wokeness. <laughs> um, I want to be a real person and I want to share where I'm at in this moment. And so I am a mother of a son who transitioned in the last two years. So that's been a journey for both of us. And I talk about that some in this episode, but I mostly try to let him talk because I think that that's what's most important. I did want to mention two things, a couple things. So there's a point where he calls out um, who not to follow. And I said, oh, I try not to like call out people, um, you know, Uh, try to keep it positive. But then the entire episode, (laughs) really, or the entire second half of the episode is calling out JK Rowling. So that's a bit uh, hypocritical of me. And, and I just had to call myself on that. And I think you'll find it interesting, because I think that the way that he explained where he was coming from was just 
thoughtful and brilliant and kind and real. And it was just so good. So that's what I wanted to say (laughs) about that. Second, if you are on my newsletter, thank you, first of all. Second of all, if you're not on my newsletter, you should get on my newsletter. (laughs) It'll be in the show notes how to sign up. And if you are, then I said in the last newsletter, (laughs) in the last email um, last week that I was coming up, I had two very articulate people of color um, that are going to be on my podcast and one of whom I birthed. And of course, that's this um, interview. But my friend Jess pointed out that calling a person of color articulate is not very helpful and can be a microaggression or is a microaggression. And then so I wanted to apologize and say that I totally get it. I think that those conversations are important. Um, I make mistakes. When I said that, I was thinking of my son because at 18 years old, he's just brilliant. And I think in in this episode, I was thinking about his age and I was thinking about like, damn, like he's amazing. So that's kind of where my brain was when I said that. So I apologize and I am working on not saying those kind of things and learning. And I think that I really appreciated my friend pointing that out. So that's number one. Number two, I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm running a giveaway all this month. If you leave a review on, and I said iTunes in the last episode, I meant Apple Podcasts because iTunes isn't a thing anymore. If you leave a review and Apple Podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, although you can enter, if you have another main way of listening and you can leave a review that way, you can definitely enter by screenshotting the review, emailing it to me at brandyglows at gmail.com, and you'll be entered to win a shalom session, which I describe in detail in the last episode, um, a free full email oracle card reading, and some coffee or chocolate or something delicious. So that's going on all of June. And I think that's it. So I think we should we should get on with it. Oh, oh, okay. Actually, I did want to say small note about the audio. I'm not satisfied with the audio in my interviews as of right now. And I'm working on figuring out how to improve it. I didn't I didn't do interviews for a long time because to get the audio where I, I want it, where I think it sounds good on both sides, it just felt really daunting. Uh, I know there's a way to do it. Sometimes I think that it's more important to get the message out but I am aware that the audio is not the greatest. Um, well, you might think differently, but I just wanted to say that and everything's a work in progress. I wanted to share this with you. I wanted to share Oliver's wisdom with you. So that's where I'm at as a podcaster. <laughs> um, and I hope that you'll forgive me. Thank you. Okay. Hello, friends. I am very, very excited to share this conversation with you today or to have this conversation. Today, I am speaking with my son, 
Um, the last time that, so uh, he actually was on the podcast a couple of years ago when Throwing Light was pretty new. And, um, you know, you all heard the, you know, more official bio in, in the intro to this episode, but I just want to turn it over to him and really let him introduce himself and, uh, and, and let's, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, hi, I, um, I'm Oliver. Um, I go by ghost online, but, um, you're all probably adults, so you can call me Oliver. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm trans. The last time I was on this podcast, we talked about atheism, um, which uh, is cool. You should go watch that. But um, uh, yeah, my name's Oliver. I'm 18. I'm just graduated. Yeah, I just graduated. I'm graduating. Like my graduation ceremony is actually tomorrow. Um, yeah. from when this is being recorded. Yeah, yeah. So I asked Oliver to come and be a guest on this podcast um, in part uh, because I it's Pride Month and I wanted to uh, give him the opportunity and the platform to... Um, share his experience as a trans guy um, and and then also uh, some shit has gone down <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> with uh, with JK Rowling and um, so we're gonna talk about that in a little bit um, we're gonna I'm the way I do interviews is mostly to let my interviewee interviewee talk speak uh share and uh so so that's what we're gonna do and i'm gonna let um him share his feelings about um the essay that she wrote um but i would love um oliver i'd love for you to start out before we get there i'd love to sh for you to share your story um your uh origin story of of if you feel comfortable of how you uh well it's it's a really complicated story it's not like one day i woke up um and i was like oh i'm trans like i'm a trans guy like wow it it's never that simple like I've been in the trans community for years and I have never heard a story where it's like that. I've never heard a story where it's like, hmm, yeah, and then they're right the first time. Like that's never how it happens. In the very, 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 very beginning, um, when I was in middle school, I thought I was a lesbian even though um, I've come to realize now that I don't like girls at all. Mm. I, because lesbian was like a masculine woman, 
my brain was like, oh, I'm that because I'm masculine. Um, even though, no, <laughs> like I don't, I don't like girls um, at all. Um, so it's, it was very confusing. And then I thought I was bi for a while and then I went to pan. Um, and um, then it was like a whole like gender like wave. It was, it was at first I thought maybe I'm bi gender, which I thought I was like both a girl and a guy. And then I thought I was um, gender fluid and I went with that for a long time. And I thought that different days I was like a girl and different days I was a boy. But then after a while, my boyfriend at the time like would ask me every morning, like, what gender do you feel today? And I would tell him. And then after a while, I realized that I would only do boy or non-binary and I would never feel girl. And the times that I did think I felt girl, I didn't really like that label. So I was like, okay, well, what am I, <laughs> you know? And I went to trans man and I went down this horrible rabbit hole of um, trans med, uh, which basically means that I believed that I had to be a certain way to be trans. Um, it's a whole situation. If you want to know more about the like trans med, trans uh, true scum versus too cute situation, you'd have to look it up. It's like a whole thing in the trans community. Um, and it's a big debate that I mostly right now have completely removed myself from. Um, and uh, I, I at first thought I was a trans guy and I restricted myself as much as possible to like only wear boy clothes. You can't be feminine in any way. You can't feel any other way except for male, like constantly. And that threw me into like a depression, I guess. Um, and it was, it was horrible because I would go down these threads. Um, and my, my boyfriend at the time was like, stop, <laughs> stop going down these threads because it makes you feel like shit. And you text me like in the middle of the night saying like, Hey, I feel like shit. Um, and you know what it is. So stop it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was after a while I started following people on the other side of the argument and I was like, okay, fine. What do you think? And what they said made a lot more sense and made me feel a lot more better, mm. a lot more, a lot better um, than the trans medics did. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole situation and I'm not going to take a stance. I'm not going to say that I'm now 
too cute or I'm now transmed, I'm just going to throw my hands up and be like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't like a lot of, a lot coming from both sides, basically. Mm-hmm. And my, my conclusion is basically like, um, if you feel more comfortable being trans, like not specifically being trans, but like if you feel more comfortable being a man or being a woman or being non-binary, um, you should do it. Like no one's going to stop you. And the people who are, are assholes. Mm -hmm. So like that's, that's the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And like, I never bullied anyone, but I would have if I had like a platform and I was like people were following me and people cared about what I said, I would have attacked people for wearing dresses as a trans man. And that I think is super horrible. (laughs) And like, I, I hope that all the people who do that realize that all of that is just insecurity. Mm -hmm. Um, and they shouldn't like attack people because what does, what does that get you? Where does that get you? Um, and hmm? I mean, it sounds like your journey into your current iteration, uh, has helped you become it sounds like you're saying a little less judgmental towards others and towards yourself who are on this journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was super like mean to anyone who had a label that I didn't understand or I didn't like know of. Mm. Like, oh, you have a weird label. You must not be valid. And now I have a weird label, you know, like Mm -hmm. it comes full circle. Um, What is your weird label? So my, I have two actually. Um, On the shoes that I just doodled all over, if you want to look at that, go to my Instagram. Um, (laughs) um, He, he creates it. Am I right that you, you sell, you sell shoes, like you, you create sell shoes. Works of art that you sell, yeah. Commissions, shoes. Yeah. Uh, there's t-shirts in the works. T-shirts work. in the works. Mm-hmm. I am excited about that. I think that. Um, well, well, I want to talk about that, but n- not right now. <laughs> um, so my my weird label is uh, there's two of them. One of them is Demi Boy, which I use more often because more people know about it. Mm-hmm. And the other one that I feel like I identify with more is um, gender fawn, which is gender fluidity, which never encompasses feeling feminine. Like never, I'm never a girl, mm-hmm. but I am fluid between non-binary and boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and on my Instagram, I usually say I'm non-binary, but I use he, him pronouns. That's kind of, that's the, the third <laughs> label mm-hmm. that I use, um, because I wear dresses, I wear makeup, I constantly paint my nails. Like if you catch me without nail polish, you've ca- caught me in a bad place. Like I, I'm super feminine. 
but I use he, him. I, I, I am comfortable with the label of trans guy and I'm comfortable with the label of non-binary. Um, so the, the, the shoes, why I brought them up was because I put the gender fawn flag on them. It's a very pretty flag. Look at that. Um, let me just say, you know, so I would love to hear your thoughts on this, but I did a podcast a couple of years ago. I think it was called Gender 101. For anybody who's like brand new to transgender life, um, that's, I think, a good like 101, like basic. Yeah. Um, and I would love to hear if you have any, um, uh, and at that time you weren't, you weren't uh, out as a transgender uh, guy. It was just something I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, so I would love to know if you have any resources for like like how to become more educated for somebody uh, who's not familiar, who's not transgender, or who has um, loved ones that they want to support who are on this journey. Yeah, I think I think if you have loved ones that you want to support, like you genuinely like care about them and you don't want to make them feel alienated um, from you, ask them like whatever, because their gender like journey is looking is probably going to look very, very different from mine. Um, if you want to support a specific person, you should ask them how best to support them because some uh, don't change their names. I know a couple of my friends haven't changed their name. Um, some uh, uh, have their original pronouns and new pronouns. Like they, they use two sets of pronouns. I used to do that. Um, and you can ask them like, Hey, would you prefer if I use the new pronouns or do you not mind? And sometimes they might say like, Hey, I don't mind, but if you could use them, like if they say something like that, you should definitely use the new pronouns, um, because they're trying to be nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's the best way um, to support someone, ask them directly. Um, but if you want to like support the transgender community as a whole and you don't have a, a trans loved one or you've already asked them or whatever, um, I think just, um, like following trans people, um, on like, all types of social media like you'll find different kinds of trans people um gathered in different on different social media sites like on twitter you'll find more adults um more people who are into discourse and who will um speak their mind on instagram you'll find younger people um, kind of, it's kind of the middle ground. Um, you'll find both younger and older people talking about discourse, talking about like, um, pride and stuff like that. Um, and I think following people all across, um, like the, 
uh, binary spectrum, like from trans girls who are like, I'm completely a girl, to trans guys who are, I'm completely a guy, to non-binary people, to demi girls, demi boys, like there's like a whole spectrum following all of them. Um, I think there are some trans creators that I would advise you not to listen to. Um, uh, one of them being Calvin Guerra, one of the, and another being Blair White. Um, I generally don't call people out on like the negative okay. side. So I'd rather talk about who to follow rather than like who not to follow. Okay. Um, well, there are some people who are mean, um, but um, there's um, Hunter Safer. I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's a trans actress and she's on the show Euphoria mm -hmm. and I really like her. Um, she's pretty cool. There's tons of people. I, I wouldn't be able to name many of them now. Um, but she's the one that comes up for me. I, I would advise you to follow like um, trans women of color because mm -hmm. those, those women are the most um, marginalized and the most hated um, out of all of the trans people. Like me as a trans guy, um, I'm not going to get as much shit as like, a trans woman and she's not going to get as much shit as a trans woman of color. Mm -hmm. So there's like a varying degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, there, uh, I wouldn't say like privilege. I would just say like, I mean, yeah, of course, white privilege, like that's not what I'm talking about. Um, but um, some trans people can go into like a crowd and no one will notice that they're trans, mm -hmm. but me, I would, people would either detect me as a girl or see that I'm obviously trans. Mm -hmm. So there's like varying degrees. Um, like, yeah, there's a lot of people to follow. Um, uh, yeah. So I am wondering what you would like to say to, what would you like to say to your, your younger self, your, you said you've done a couple of like TikToks and, and things of this nature, but like, what would you like to say to 13 year old you or, um, you know, 15 year old you? Um, w when you were just kind of beginning this journey? Um, I think I would tell them that, like, um, your mom's not going to hate you. Like, <laughs> like that. Um, Tell your friends first and like, just don't be too hard on yourself because hmm. like, that's, that's all I was when I was 13 mm -hmm. to 15. Like, 
I was so hard on myself because I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, All I knew was that I didn't like my body and it seemed to change every day. Mm -hmm. Like my body shape changed. Like I didn't know what was going on. Like my brain was doing things to my body in my perception that made me really confused. Mm -hmm. Um, And it like, it's, I was super sad, like all the time. And I didn't know why. And like the moment that I realized that I was trans and started on this journey, I got happier and happier and happier and happier. So like, I would like to tell my past self, like, hey, it gets better. It's not perfect. Nothing can ever be perfect, but it definitely gets better. And I've noticed that, like, recently, um, ever since I, like, accepted myself, I have felt so much better. Um, I still have my problems that I deal with. I still have things... um, that I deal with, but like, it's not like I look in the mirror and I don't see something that I like. Why? You know, like I just thought that I hated myself Mm. and I, it wasn't like I thought that I hated my body. It was, I thought I hated myself, like Mm. my personality and everything. And I wasn't a perfect person back then, but I didn't hate myself. I just, didn't like my body like there is a difference and I just I was so mean to myself constantly and it was it was damaging to me and I still have to deal with that today Mm -hmm. um like you probably talk on your podcast a lot about positive self-talk and and stuff like that but like even just not insulting yourself is better than like even if you're making a joke, like I've tried my best to stop making those jokes. Uh, uh, old habits die hard, but like I used to make those jokes all the time and I would feel like shit constantly. I would love to talk a little bit about um, your experience with, you know, telling us telling your parents telling um you know how you don't have to talk about specifics um you know i don't like i said i don't um i think most people have been have in our family have done have done the best that they could in the moment um but um but yeah, I try to keep it like, I don't want to call people out, especially not people <laughs> oh my gosh. that we love. Um, so yeah, so, but you know, I know it, it was, you waited a long time to tell us. Um, and yeah, so I'd love to talk about, you know, how, like anything you want to say, anything you want to share in that realm. Well, I... I waited a long time because I was afraid that you wouldn't accept me. And I think 
I, I don't know where I got that idea, but I remember it being like real. Like I like remember you saying something or like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but it was something. And it was like, mom's not going to be cool with this. Um, and like, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Um, but like, I don't think coming out to my family was like this hard thing because I'm an adult now. So they don't really have, like if my, one of my like family members says like, Hey, you can't be trans. I'm like, well, uh, you don't have, <laughs> like, yeah. I am. Don't take, take that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. And it's maybe, it, hmm? like, there's a lesson there, I think, that is important for all humans on not caring what other people think and mm-hmm. being who you are unapologetically. Um, yeah. I, I have, you know, it's been interesting. It has been a journey for me and trying to figure out how to support you and, and having my own ideas about um, you as my child um, and, and what that's supposed to look like and letting go of some of that um, and honoring my own feelings, like, um, and not putting that on you, I guess. Um, so I've shared, you know, pretty openly with you and, and, and have talked to you about, um, difficulties I've had and questions I've had, but publicly I've tried to do my best to advocate for you and, you know, make sure the dentist calls you by the right pronouns. (laughs) And, um, we just have been through a thing where, you know, trying to get, make sure that you're, and it was the thing trying to get oh your, gosh. your name said uh, correctly at graduation. Um, the, the whole thing about, like, the reason why that the graduation thing was a thing um, it was because, like, I had, at the beginning of this year, I had made a, um, a goal for myself to have told all of my family members um, who like are in my life that I was trans and that I go by Oliver so that they could say the right name when I'm walking across the stage. Obviously I can't walk across the stage, but that's Mm -hmm. besides the point. Like I wanted them to say the right name Mm -hmm. and I had finally told all my family members and they all knew who I was and, and the fact that I use Oliver. And then we get an email saying like, Oh, we decided to, we like, you didn't get back to us in time. So we sent the video with your name on your diploma. And I was like, fuck what? No, <laughs> like, the whole point. I did the, the hard part. I did the hard part. This was supposed to be the easy part. And it wasn't 
like real. And I cried because I was like, shit, like I don't want to go to my graduation mm. um, if they're going to say the wrong name. Like I don't, like if somebody, I don't know why it's so important to me. It just really is. And like some people in my school only knew, know me as Oliver and don't know me as any other name. And if my picture came up and people would be like, oh yeah, that's Oliver. Why are they saying a different name? I mean, obviously my classmates know that I'm trans, um, but like. It just meant a lot to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Oliver knows this, but I want to share this because I think that it's important because this, so this has been a journey for both of us and part of my journey is figuring out how to support you in this. And I was, and, and I, and I, you know, he, I'm not sharing anything new to Oliver, but I chose the name that, that will not be said. And, <laughs> and, and it was really hard for me. It hurt. It felt, it felt painful mm -hmm. um, that he changed it. And, um, and, and at the same time, it's important to me as a parent that my kids do what they are passionate about and live their own life on their own terms. Um, uh, you know, regardless of how, of my feelings about it, because I think that that's important. I think that as you become an adult and step into um, your life, like you can't, you can't make decisions based on what your parents want you to do. Um, and your parents are allowed to have feelings about, about those choices. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean it was very important for me not to, not to guilt you or manipulate you or try to in any way say like, you should do this because, um, because that's not true. That's not right. And it's your life. Yeah. I've done this perfectly. And I do want to say that. And I know I'm, but yeah. And not to say that I've, that I've gotten it right. And I'm sure that I've made mistakes and I'm sure that I've hurt you with, um, things that I've said and decisions I've made, um, just as with the atheism thing, you know, um, I think as our kids grow up and, and, and make choices, uh, we've, we figure, figure it out in real time. <laughs> right. Yeah. With the name thing, I, I don't know. I chose the name Oliver cause I liked the name. I've always liked the name. Um, I almost went with the name Sam, um, but it didn't fit. Um, and I, I don't know. Some trans people with, um, if they keep their parents in with the whole journey, some trans people go with their parents and choose a new name with their parents. Um, I would have done that. 
Um, but it was kind of too late when I told you <laughs> um, that I thought I was trans because I had been using the name for like, months or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I had already like grown attached to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I, and I found out because a doctor used the name and then, and then you had to, and then I like, and then there was this conversation that we had to have about, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what do you have? Like, what is your message for trans, uh, trans people who, um, are, are, may not have the support that you've had? Um, I think that, uh, this might sound weird, but, um, don't come out. If you don't feel safe, Mm. don't come out. If you're a kid, if you're like 15, you realize you're trans, um, don't come out. If your parents have said like offhanded comments about like, oh, like Ted said transphobic slurs or um, been against like an actor or an actress who are tr- who's trans, like um, maybe bring it up to them like, like, hey, what about that trans thing? What do you think? Separate yourself. Um, test the waters. And if they have a bad reaction, stay in the closet. Um, and that's, that's my advice to even gay people who think their, their parents are homophobic. Um, like if you're a kid, don't come out until you're safe. Mm -hmm. Um, some never come out to their parents. Some, um, gay people, they like live their lives and their parents don't know. And um, that's to maybe keep their parents in their life because they know that if their parents knew that they were gay, um, their parents would disown them um, or they don't want to have that fight. Like that makes sense. But if you're a kid and like there, there's a fear of being kicked out. And I, I would advise like if you don't think that you're safe, do not come out um, because there have been like being in the closet is it it's weird and it feels weird and it sucks. Um, but if you come out of the closet and your parents invalidate you and ostracize you and, and, and attack your identity, that could send you down a spiral mm. and make you feel like there's no other choice but to like kill yourself or something horrible or run away which is not safe and like get to a situation where you're safe and then like say hey parents at like a six foot (laughs) like pole like hey parents I'm gay bye like you know I if you feel like your parents won't accept you don't risk it Cause it's, it's, it's not, it's not cool that your parents are not accepting, but it's also 
not cool for you to be on the streets or you to be dead. So, you know, like just kind of grin and bear it. I I'd say, um, advice for like, how, like, how did you seek out friends, people who you felt like you could trust where, while you were in the closet to, to, to share? Um, well, um, when I started on my gender journey, um, I was in a relationship with a trans guy. So I felt super comfortable talking to him about all my gender stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was super nice. Um, and that was super, um, like, it was good that I had that. I had mm-hmm. someone to lean on. And someone who understood what was going on. Um, because, like, no matter how hard my friends try, like, they can't understand if they're, if they're not trans, like, they can't understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. And even if they, even if they came out and were like, I accept you completely, like, they still don't understand. And the fact that I had someone who was trans to talk to, that was really nice. So try and find some trans people. Um, or, like... It kind of it kind of worked out for me because um, my two of my best friends, like ever, um, both came out as non-binary, um, uh, like around the same time and a little bit after um, I came out as a trans guy, mm-hmm. and so we were able to go on that journey together, and. Um, like, um, one of my friends, uh, they said that they felt comfortable exploring their gender identity after I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's, um, the nice thing about having friends, like, um, uh, gay people and trans people tend to, um, like, come together, like, even if they don't know it, like, when I first formed my friend group, um, all three of us were cis girls, Mm -hmm. and, um, cis straight girls, Mm -hmm. and, um, I came out a trans man, um, one of them came out as non-binary, and, um, one of them is a bi girl, so, like, we were all gay, even though we didn't know it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, one of them knew knew that they were um, a lesbian, but that's, <laughs> like, most of us didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to shift the conversation a little bit, if mm-hmm. that's okay, um, to... So I, I want to... I'm going to share a little bit about, like what I thought about all of the stuff. So th- there's a lot of stuff, a lot of talk about JK Rowling right now. Um, I first heard about it, it because your, one of your counselors emailed you apologizing when we couldn't change your name, when they couldn't change your name and they did it, actually they, so they went above and beyond to change it, yeah. to, like editing the video 
to change your name, but um, you, you know, you came downstairs and you were really upset and you were like, and she was talking about JK Rowling and like apologizing and like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> like and, I knew, I knew about the JK Rowling situation, but it made no sense for her to bring it up. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. Like I was like, so, what? So I heard that there were some tweets and then I heard that Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson had, you know, said their statements and basically disagreed with her publicly Mm -hmm. and that she had written this long essay on her site. And so I knew that, so I read it last night and it's really long. Um, and I haven't decided whether I'm going to link it in the show notes or not, but I will say my, reading it for me, and I'm going to let Oliver kind of take the reins here and share his experience. Cause I think we had two different, we came away thinking, you know, two different things. And, um, from my perspective, I didn't agree with everything that she was saying, but it did not strike me as transphobic. It struck me as somebody who, um, who her main, her main issue seems to be fear, like with, with, um, not having gendered bathrooms, um, and fear of, 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 a of a cis male, um, entering a, a, uh, a female bathroom of, of, uh, woman's, a woman's bathroom and, um, and, and, and attacking or something. Um, and she and her, the basic argument was that she had experienced uh, what sounded like really um, extreme abuse um, in a past relationship. And so that's kind of where that was coming from. I don't have, I can understand that fear. Um, I don't think I have that fear um, myself. Um, and I don't agree necessarily with, with the conclusion she, she drew. Um, but I, th I found her, the, I found the essay to be um, articulate and thoughtful. And for me, it wasn't, it wasn't upsetting. I, I, I felt like she's, she's trying to, she, dis she disagrees. Um, and she, so I guess the, the point of what I want to say is like, her concern was also that like she had gotten a slew of attacks. She'd been called lots of names um, from the trans community um, and really felt like um, she, she wasn't allowed to disagree with one piece um, without being attacked. And to be honest, I feel like there is a sense So my, whether or not I, I agree with kind of where she's at in her conclusions, I do feel like this, um, the progressive echo chamber of like, you have to say and do all the right things to check the box of being, um, a progressive person. And, and I think that that can be, 
not helpful. Um, and so that's kind of where I, I did agree with her. So that's, that's my piece. Now I'm going to give it to you. So, yeah, I, like I said, like I have uh, fallen victim to a checklist in the past um, with the transmedic thing. Um, and like, I am not like a picture perfect progressive. There are some, uh, some opinions that I have that you probably would disagree with and you would think that is conservative. Um, or too conservative, or like whatever. Um, and I think that there, there is a lot of um, people, like, I can get how reading about her sexual assault, uh, like her past abuse would be um, like hard to like, go against her after that, you know? And that's the point when I cried mm. um, in, in while reading the essay because I was like, I felt like if I went against this, I would be, like, accused of um, uh, coddling sexual abusers, mm. which, if you know me, I, that's not... <laughs> That's not who I am. I would never. Um, and that's when I kind of stopped writing as much um, because I was like, I, I don't feel comfortable um, going against, like ripping her, her like part about like her abuse apart. I didn't feel like ripping that apart. Um, so I, I, I'm leaving that alone. Like I, I, her experience, she's valid. Like, I'm not going to say, like, anything about that. Um, but what I will say about the the transgender bathroom thing, that has been a um, debate for a long time. And I think the best um, argument that I have heard um, against the notion that... that um, if we let trans women into women bathrooms, that cis men will um, parade as women and assault people in bathrooms. I think that um, uh, the best argument I've heard against that is that um, uh, raping someone, assaulting someone um, is illegal. It's like, that's still illegal. Um, I think if someone was sick in the head enough um, to go into a bathroom and, and attack someone, uh, I don't think that they'll wait for a bathroom bill to pass for them to allow trans people in um, bathrooms. I think they would just go in and do it. Um, those people are sick. Um, it doesn't happen as often as some of the people using this argument um, seem to portray um like they they tend to make the argument that like the moment that you allow trans women into women bathrooms um that's the moment that that cis men will prey on girls that's not what it shows and i 
and I understand that fear of like men in general, like that men are scary, you know, like I have experienced like fear of, of creepy men who, who come up to me and make me feel super uncomfortable. Um, like I'm not invalidating that cause that is totally like legit. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was her fifth and final like point, I think. Was that the fifth one or the fourth one? It was one of the last ones that she said at the end of the um, article um, or the essay. And um, and some of the things that she said, some of the things that the way that she worded it, um, it was very like, weird to me Mm. um one of the so you wrote like four pages yeah I did and I would love to hear kind of what a little bit about what you wrote yeah yeah I um break uh you said you wanted this to go for an hour and it's about 10 minutes before it's an hour um oh no worries okay I mean like are you thinking it's gonna be like no it's not gonna be like an (laughs) But I don't think, I didn't want to be like 10 minutes, like go, you know? No, no, no. Okay. Um, Everything everything is like a ballpark. Got it. Um, So if you don't know anything about the um, J.K. Rowling situation, there are two instances uh, that she mentions at the beginning of her thing. so about Magdalene Burns and Maya Forstater. I really hate to think that I pronounced that wrong, but I probably did. Um, I don't want to like butcher people's names, um, but it's, yeah. Um, but so Magdalene Burns, she described her as a brave young feminist um, who was dying of uh, an aggressive brain tumor, um, which sucks. Like, it's not cool. Brain tumors are not cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, um, like, she deserved to die or anything. Like, that is horrid. I'm so sad that we lost someone to a brain tumor. That sucks. Um but, um, so, um, J.K. Rowling said that, um, uh, Magdalene was a great believer in the importance of biological sex, um, and didn't believe lesbians should be called bigots for not dating trans women with penises. Um, I don't think that either. Like, if you're a lesbian or, um, anyone for that matter and you don't want to date a trans woman um and because she has a penis like i totally get that um i i thought a lot about this last night when i read the article um and it's really difficult for me to make a stance on this because i don't experience this you know Like, I would date 
a trans man, a cis man, like any, mm-hmm. any, um, anywhere in their transition, like I don't mind. But the moment that they identify as a girl, that's the moment that I'm not interested. We all have our preferences. Yeah. It's okay to have those preferences. It sounds like yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not saying that like it's, you're wrong. Like, um, I wouldn't date a trans girl, even though she like is, you know, yeah, I get it. I, I still wouldn't date her because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can't talk on that situation because I've never been in a situation. I would never be in a situation where, um, yeah. Yeah. If I was dating like anyone and they were like, Hey, I think I'm a girl. Um, whether they're detransitioning or they're, um, transitioning, like I would be like, cool, let's be friends. Mm -hmm. Like it would be a sucky situation, but I still wouldn't think that I would date a girl. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so the way that um, J.K. Rowling framed Magdalene Burns was that she was like, like a brave young feminist, um, and was like, had a valid point, like you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and she did like, um, lesbians shouldn't be forced to date trans women just because mm-hmm. they're women. Like that's not cool to force anyone to date anyone. Um, but I'm sensing a but. But, <laughs> um, um, Magdalene Burns is, um, um, is a turf, in my opinion. Um, she's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, which she might not be a radical feminist. It's kind of an umbrella term. Um, she's at least transphobic. Um, she said in a tweet of trans women, this is like, um, very like, you can cut, you can tell me not to rephrase this if you want me to, cause it's kind of like, uh, vulgar. Um, she said, quote, um, you are fucking blackface of trans women. She's talking about trans women. You are fucking blackface actors. You aren't women. You're men who get sexual kicks from being treated like women. And Mm -hmm. she goes on to say much more vulgar things about trans women. And I think that that's horrible Mm -hmm. um, to say about trans women. Um, And like, if there is a guy out there who does that, that's bad too. But um, in the context of that tweet, she's talking about trans women, Mm -hmm. um, not men. Yeah. Um, And that sounds like, and I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's, but it sounds like your issue is that JK Rowling painted this particular person as, you know, a, um, in a light that maybe is not whole and and does not show the whole picture. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm, I'm sure that she wasn't like, like a horrible person. I'm, I'm not trying, 
I'm not trying to do the same thing that Rowling did. Like, I'm not trying to paint her in a, in a bad light. Pretty bad. Like, that's validly horrific. Right. Yeah. And I just, I just wanted to give that context because, um, like I said, JK, um, described her as a brave young feminist. Like, that's a direct quote. Mm -hmm. Um, and like that, that felt, um, wrong to me, Mm -hmm. um, for her to not mention that, um, Magdalene Burns was, was very against trans women existing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the reason that everybody attacked her, not because, um, of the lesbian trans women thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way she painted it. She painted it as to where, um, like, look, I supported this person who was talking about like, um, I get it. This and, but she actually was like this and that, that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, Oh, what? Um, And I didn't know actually much about these situations until I looked up like actual um, stuff on Twitter and um, on Google. Like I had to look up these situations before I could make a stance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other um, Maya Forstatter, Fords, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is. Right. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Sorry. Uh, I'll just call her Maya. Um, so JK said in the speech, um, um, Maya was fighting for whether, um, sex is determined by biology. That's a direct quote. Um, and, uh, so that's not what was going on. Um, let me read this for a second. Sorry. Um, So, basically what, what JK painted it was that um, sex is determined by biology and the judge ruled that sex wasn't determined by biology. Um, but that's not, that's like not even um, framing it wrong. That's like a blatant lie. Um, so what the actual fight was, was Maya was um, um, trying to fight for her right to misgender a trans person. Not about, it wasn't about biology, it was about the fact that um, Maya saw like a trans person and misgendered them in a workplace environment, um, not in like a public, like if it was public, like nobody could do anything about like a judge wouldn't mm-hmm. touch that. Cause that's freedom of speech. Or harassment. It was like work, yeah. workplace harassment. Yeah. And then trying to save herself. It sounds like, um, mm-hmm. for doubling down on whatever she thought the person's gender was. Yeah. Can I read the, what the judge concluded? Um, this is like legalese. Um, and I can explain it after cause I had to read this a couple times to understand what it meant. Um, but the judge, Judge Taylor said, um, I can conclude from this and the totality of the evidence that the claimant is absolutist in her view that 
of sex and it um, is a core component of her belief that she will refer to a person by her sex, by the sex she considered appropriate, even if it violates the dignity and or creates a, an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, humiliating or offensive environment. The approach is not worthy of respect in a democratic society. Um, that, that was Judge Taylor. That was like in, that was the official ruling. And basically what he was saying was like, or I don't know if the judge, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Basically what the judge was saying was that um, Maya was saying like, if I know your sex, I'm going to gender you that way. Mm -hmm. And the trans person was like, that is offensive and humiliating to me. And I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And the judge basically said that that's, not cool Mm -hmm. um and like what someone said in a tweet was that no one is arguing that sex is not determined by biology Mm -hmm. like i'm aware that i am female and that i cannot change my biology Mm -hmm. like that's not an argument Mm -hmm. um and that's the way she painted it and um that was super weird to me um, because when, when I read that f- through the first time, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. thought, I thought it was something different. I must've been wrong. And then I looked it up and the like official court document, um, said that. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, she lied. I don't, what? Mm-hmm. It was, it, I was like taken aback. Mm-hmm. by how like confident she was in mm-hmm. stating that lie. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> um, and yeah, that, those were the two main things that I wanted to get on. Um, there's other stuff that I wrote. Um, there was one thing, hold on. Sorry. This is like, you cut this out. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find it. Um, Oh, okay. I also wanted to talk about this. One other thing. Um, We can talk about it more, but these three things are the main things I wanted to focus on. Um, So when she started talking about turf, and she, like, says it as this big bad thing, um, and trans exclusionary radical feminists, I wouldn't want to be, uh, labeled as a turf. Like, yes, it is a big, bad thing. Um, but she, um, yeah, but she like w- did this whole build up thing and it was, um, I really love her writing style, um, mm-hmm. because I love Harry Potter, but the way she built it up was, um, it was cool. I liked it. And if I had agreed with her, I would have been like slam dunk, but <laughs> I, I have some things. Um, hmm? I said, yeah. Okay. So, um, so she explains what turf means. She said it's trans exclusionary radical feminist. And then she said, um, a huge and diverse cross section of women are currently being called turfs. And the vast majority have never been radical feminists. 
And I found that absolutely hilarious. Um, and I was afraid that I would wake up because it was like 2 a.m. when I was reading this. And I was afraid that I would wake up like everybody because I started laughing mm -hmm. because it was so weird. It was so destabilizing to mm -hmm. read that and be like, what about the trans exclusionary part? Mm. Like she, she was like, she was like trans exclusionary radical feminist. Excuse you. I'm not a radical feminist. <laughs> like <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Like that was so, I was like, this can't be real. This, I read it a couple times. Like I was like, did I read it wrong? Like mm. what? And I was, and it, it, it gets better, I guess, worse, whatever, mm -hmm. better because I found it hilarious, but worse because it was just like, um, and like, I've heard this, this is the basic argument, like, uh, that was, that it was such, it's such a weird thing to hear stuff like that. Um, and the reason is, it's like, if I went to you and I said, I said, you, you don't like cheese, um, you murdered our dog, and um, you set the, the um, White House on fire. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I like cheese. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. what about the other stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It, was, it was just crazy to see her defend like I'm not a radical feminist like okay maybe not but <laughs> what about the other thing <laughs> that's the whole reason that everybody's angry at you and it was it was more funny because um when she said turf I like turned to my mirror and I was like I was like yeah JK Rowling's a turf and I was like well maybe she's not a radical feminist but she's at least a little bit transphobic. And then I read that line and I was like, did I just predict the future? Like, <laughs> what happened? And um, she, she talked about, like, people who have been called TERF. And um, she mentioned a mother of a gay kid who didn't want um, her kid to think they were trans to escape gay bullying. And um, I think that, like, I have actually, um, I know a girl who did that. Um, she went on tea for a couple of years, and she thought she was a trans guy. And that was because of so much internalized homophobia mm -hmm. that she thought she had to be a boy to like girls. And her voice is deep. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, probably other issues that she doesn't feel comfortable talking about. But th there's a lot of stuff that T does mm -hmm. um, to your body that is permanent. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't go away if you go off T. Um, and the voice is the most like identifiable thing mm -hmm. and she just came out and was like yeah I detransitioned I thought I was a guy and I was I was super homophobic towards myself mm 
Mm. Um, and that's a sad story, but she didn't frame it that way. She was like, hey, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like she was joking about it mm-hmm. and stuff. So like that is a real concern, but like, but I also. But I would say it's a concern, you know, just not just on an individual level, but as a collective, we've like, you don't, you don't, you don't have internalized homophobia if if you're taught that you know in a society that it's a it's okay to be who you are and it's okay to love whomever you love exactly (laughs) you know so yeah i mean i think that there it sounds like what you're saying is that there are larger issues at play here that have brought us to this place and I actually think that, and I've thought this for a while, like, I think that um, the trans community, and I think that for, I think that people being open to different ways of being in general um, can be very beneficial for society at large and can help us to become more loving, open-minded, whole people and and to accept all of the parts of ourselves kind of wherever we find ourselves on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And like what I like about that mother, if unless your kid came up to you like crying, like I have to be a boy so that so that girl so that I can like girls like unless that has happened it shouldn't really be a concern mm-hmm. um like your kid like like maybe take them out of the situation where they're being bullied like let them know that yeah <laughs> right like <laughs> let them know that being gay is okay like like give them all of the love if you know they're being bullied like give them all of the love that you can because if you do that then that'll prevent them taking extreme measures to fix themselves you know mm-hmm. um and um and the other example she used um was an old woman uh, who was mad at a store for letting trans women in the ladies' dressing room. Um, I wouldn't call her a turf. I would just call her transphobic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, like, it's the same thing as the bathroom thing. Like, it's, like, some people will be mad at that. And I've kind of accepted yeah. that. I'm I'm not going to go against it because those kinds of people aren't gonna be persuaded by me telling them like hey it's okay like they're gonna be like no i i think in my brain like this will happen Mm -hmm. so uh, there's not really any changing those people yeah um so like those are the two examples that she used um of turfs and um those people i think the mother as long as she wasn't saying like oh, I hope my kid's not trans. Like, um, what would I do if my kid was trans? Mm 
Um, like as long as they weren't going against being trans, I don't think that they were, I think that they were just worried about their kid and I, I get that. Um, and the old woman, she's an old woman, like, <laughs> like what are you gonna do? Um, and then, and then at the end, she said another statement that was as baffling as the um, not radical feminist mm -hmm. thing. She said, um, um, these women are not trans exclusionary because they include trans men in their feminism because they were born women. I found that mm -hmm. equally as hilarious mm -hmm. as, as the radical feminist thing because if they are only including trans men, they are trans exclusionary. They're excluding trans women um, and non-binary people. And if they are only excluding me, I mean, they're only including me because I'm the a gender woman. You don't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. If, if I'm a woman in their eyes, I don't want to be included. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be included in that group that will be like, you are a woman, you're just misguided. Like, mm -hmm. please don't, I don't want to be included in that. So it was just baffling to, to read that. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? It's like, interesting. I feel like I've learned. So we have to wrap up pretty soon. But I, I feel like I've learned a lot from you. and from this even just because I think you're right. It, it did seem it like on having you having done this homework, it, it, it is, it was kind of manipulative. Like she was not, um, yeah. Um, giving the whole truth. Uh, so yeah. Um, and it's, and it's heartbreaking because it's JK Rowling. Yeah. And, one other thing that I just wanted to like mention here, um, she mentioned in her number, in her first reason, um, why she's worried about new trans activism, um, is she's, she was talking about a disease called MS that, that behaves differently in, in what she says, men and women. Um, like I want everyone listening to this to know that trans people don't think that um, that um, biological sex and gender. Um, wait, hold on. <laughs> um, saying like you're not disregarding biological. Sex. Right. Yeah. I now I'm a trans man, so like all of the um, biological male. Uh, stuff applies to me now. Exactly. Like I'm I'm not going to go to the doctor and refuse to tell them what my biology is after my surgeries like if they can't tell um like I'm not going to refuse to tell a doctor that cuz that's important like they need to know that. Mm -hmm. Um um she said that we're um new trans activism is pushing to erode the legal definition of sex and replace it with gender. That's not what we're doing. We're trying to separate sex and gender. We're not, we're trying to make it so that woman is not synonymous with female. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. And it's, it's not like we're 
trying to get doctors to not say, like to not treat males and females differently. We're trying to make them understand or get them to understand that um, females are not just women and males are not just men. And that's, uh, that's the only other point um, that I wanted to get on. Um, there's like a lot in that um, article, but those were the main things that I wanted to touch on. Um, yeah. Love it. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it's a joy to be your mom. And <laughs> I love, I, I learn so much and I love you so much. I mean, I love you too. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, you're low key TikTok famous. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Like, how can they support you? How can they? So, if you wanna, if you wanna support my art, um, the best um, place to do that is on Instagram at um, ghost.prince.draws. I post art. I don't post a lot on the feed but I post a lot in the stories and um, that's probably where you're going to get um, a lot of the new t-shirt um, notifications. That's probably where I'm going to say it. I'm also going to say it on TikTok, but it's mostly going to be on Instagram. That's where the link is going to be um, to my store. Um, I have a, a five designs um, going and I'm super excited about them. And my commissions are open. Um, and, like, you can just look through my art arsenal, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I post a lot on my story. So if you are one to like to uh, watch stories of a teenager ranting... I'm your guy. Um, but on, on TikTok, if you care about that, um, I have two accounts. One of them is smaller than the other. Um, and the bigger one is prince.ghost with two T's at the end. And um, the smaller one is ghost.prince with no extra letters. Um, and online, I usually go by the name Ghost. Um, that's just what I do. And I don't usually post art on TikTok. I usually post, like, makeup looks, which is, I guess, art. But um, his makeup looks are out of this world. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty fun to do, too. Um, but, yeah, I post, I post a lot on TikTok. Um, yeah, so those are the two places that you can find me. I'm also on Twitter, obviously, um, but that's, like, not really – I don't post much there. I will start, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's um, Prince underscore Oliver underscore. Righteous, and all of this will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Oliver. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, rock on. Yeah.